We are the male men. We are a men's rights activist group and we are fed up. I'm sorry, what's happening now? Behind every successful woman is a man she has oppressed. We are sick and tired of this feminized society. Men have had a very rough go of it for just recently and it ends now. Male and proud. Male and proud. On this episode of The Commercial Break. A woman who talks too much is just out of control. She's not walking with God, Chrissy. She's not walking with Christ. Because if you remember from Ezekiel's 44 through 333. Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea's 33 through 44 says, Thou shalt shut thy mouth when thy husband is in the room. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. The heart wants what the heart wants. Oh, sometimes it does. Welcome back to the commercial break, Cats and Kittens. I'm Brian Green. This is my dear friend and gorgeous co-host, Kristen Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Chrissy. And best to Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Did you ever do a high school prank when you were, like a senior prank when you were in high school? <sighs> I'm trying to think. I don't, I can't quite remember. I don't remember a specific one, but there was always like rolling toilet paper toilet paper housing and all that other stuff did you ever get in trouble for any of it no no (laughs) we did one high school prank and it wasn't even i think it was my idea but then i like quickly (laughs) was thinking it wasn't a great idea the so here was my idea my idea was during finals week uh why don't we go and super glue the locks to the school? All the outdoor oh. locks. Let's put super glue in all the locks, and then they won't be able to open the doors well, in the morning. They'll close school for the they'll day. They'll close school for you the know, day. That's what I thought. Let out the extremes holiday. that we went through, <laughs> right? So it was my idea, but I didn't execute the idea. But I gave the person who did execute the idea the, the idea, idea, and then he went and did it. And then, so like two weeks later, sitting in class. And there is a kid, I'm sitting in like the remedial class, like the class for bad students. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did yeah like yeah. the in-school detention? No, not in-school detention. Just you're not such a hot student. So we're going <laughs> to send you to a special class <laughs> okay. where you sit around with other not great students and feel bad about yourself. Okay. Just a classroom where we went for an hour to be, feel bad about ourselves. Because um, nice. it's Catholic high school. You got to feel, you know, you got to have that guilt, guilt somewhere, right? So there was another kid in class who was a notorious troublemaker. He was always in trouble. He was always at detention. He was always in the principal's office. This kid was like, he he was like the Judd Nelson of our school. Okay. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Breakfast Club? Right. Okay, he was that guy. So we're in the middle of class a couple weeks later, and all of a sudden the security guard and the vice principal come into the classroom, and they're like, whatever his name, I can't remember the kid's name. Matt, whatever, come on. We'll call him Judd. We'll call him Judd. He, they say, Judd, come on. Uh, you know, you've, you've been fucking with a wrestling (laughs) coach's girlfriend or whatever it is. Come on, you got to go into the (laughs) principal's office. Security guard. We'd never seen this before. And everyone was like, Oh, what happened? What did he do now? Turns out rumor has it that what, and then he got kicked out of school. Turns out rumor has it that he got kicked out of school for super glue in the locks. Now, I don't know if this was like. An actual thing, if this was a rumor mill, if this was just my brain spinning because I know I had given someone an idea and they had gone out and executed that idea. But I felt really fucking shitty 
to the point where I thought about going to the principal and saying, I don't think it was that guy. I think it was another guy altogether. But then I'd figured that this Judd had done so much stupid shit over his time. He hated the school anyway. He always said it. So I was kind of like, well, that was a little bit of a chicken shit. I didn't get involved. I, w- I-, I wish I had, but I didn't get involved. And, of course, there was all kind of other pranks that were pulled, generally in good nature, generally mm-hmm. taken at face value by the principal and the vice principal. Yeah, and- Jeff told me about one recently because we just went through a high school graduation with, yeah. you know, our daughter. And so he said that he remembered that that there, the, the thing was, was that you went up to go shake the principal's hand, who they hated. Yeah. Everybody hated. And that it was supposed to be a, uh, you were supposed to put a beer cap, like a... a a, oh, like a beer a pop, cap, like a one like that's a pointy. Oh, the, the pointy. Oh, ones. you're gonna like, like assault somebody oh. on stage? Like, he goes, I mean, we didn't do it, but that was supposed to be what everybody was doing. <laughs> you're supposed to take a pair of scissors, and when you walk up, you stab them in the crotch. <laughs> and as they're sitting there bleeding from the penis, you do a TikTok dance. We'll film it. <laughs> I did some terrible things when I was when I one of the things that I feel we used to TP people's houses. We right. would egg people's. We did some stupid shit. Base. I mean, I got arrested for baseball bat. You know, mailbox baseball. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you did. I that. told you about that, didn't yeah. I? Yeah, mailbox baseball. Mm-hmm. And I hit the chief of police's mailbox. He happened to be standing outside. <laughs> got in his car, followed Whoops. us down the street. It was a big whoops. We spent the night in jail. It was. They weren't fooling around when they pulled no. us over. But one of the things I felt most bad about is we ha- we had a friend, and I really liked this guy. And he had a live-in – he called him an uncle, but I don't think he was really an uncle. So this kid that I knew, he was adopted. His parents were Irish, but like Irish off the boat Irish. They mm-hmm. had been born in Ireland. And they were the most wonderful – they were older parents. I remember that. They were – I don't know. I'm guessing in their 60s when we were teenagers – so they, they might were, have just been in their 30s, but at that time, yeah, that's right. they seemed very, very old and far away I'm waiting, from your age. I'm waiting for my kids to say the same, their, their friends to say the yeah. same thing. Hey, uh, Matias has got really old parents, or one old parents. Doesn't he do a show for old people? He does like a podcast. What is that thing called? He's on the radio or something. So this kid had an adopted family, older parents. And they were always so very nice to me. I mean, always welcomed me in the home. They took me on. The only vacation I ever went on, like spring break vacation as, as a child, uh, was with these this family. They were always so nice to me. But they had a live-in. They had a guy that lived with them. And I think the guy was a bit slow. Uh, looking back on it, I, I know the guy was slow. He was slow. Something was going on. But he was the sweetest guy, but he was a little slow. So he had this old station wagon that really smelled like horse shit. I mean, it smelled like a donkey's asshole. It was a, but he would drive us around places. Like, uh, my friend's mom would be like, the kids want to go to the movies, so you have to go, you know, whatever his name was, Jerry. We'll call him Jerry. Hey, Jerry, go take the kids to the movie theater and wait for him. And he would do it. And he would wait for us. So he's like kind of our chauffeur. He was driving us Mm -hmm. around. One night I spend the night at another friend's house that lives within walking distance of this friend and his live-in uncle, quote-unquote. And we get a wild hair up our ass. We should fuck with Jerry. Let's fuck with Jerry. We'll go and we'll throw some eggs in his at his car, right? And it'll be funny. Well, what ended up happening was a couple in the group got a little too aggressive, and they found the doors were open, and they egged the inside of the car, oh, the outside of the no. car, and then toilet papered the entire car. 
it didn't take five minutes for anyone to figure out who exactly did this and when they did it and where they were staying. Like, <laughs> it all came crashing down the very oh, next yeah. morning. The guy's house we were staying at, the, the parents came downstairs and she was a raving lunatic. You did not want to get on this mother's bad side. And she was standing above us. We were like all sleeping in the basement on the floor. Yeah. And when we woke up, she was standing above us. The police are waiting for you at, let's call it, at Jerry's house. The police are waiting for oh, you no. all at Jerry's house. The stomach drops out. Yes. You're, you're like, oh, no. And my friend was kind of trying to, like, do the little dance. He was like, what are you talking about? We didn't leave that. I don't want to hear it! <laughs> she was so pissed. And I was like, fuck, we're busted. And no shit, the cops, the mother, oh, Jerry. the people that have been so nice So to nice you. to me. And it just... It stabbed a dagger in my heart. I felt so fucking bad. For years, I felt bad yeah, about this. You I never knew how to say I'm sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, I should have. I really should have. And I just thought to myself, for one minute of funny, it was like three years of guilt. Oh, yeah. And so while I understand the prank, I also know that it can, that it can be destructive when done incorrectly, right? Mm-hmm. A little throwing toilet paper at people's houses, whatever. You got to go clean it up. I yeah. mean, I don't even think you can do any of that anymore because of We the saw cameras. a house TP'd the other day. The cameras. I know. But what? yeah, these kids are never going to know. <laughs> and everyone's a terrorist now. It's like you do one. Yeah. And people shoot people for no reason. Yeah. So you really got to be careful. Mm-hmm. My kids are certainly not going to be up to those shenanigans because by then be even... living in the pool. Yeah, by, <laughs> that's right. They're going to be living <laughs> under the pool, number one. And number two, even thinking about destroying destructing, destroying property is probably going to get you in jail. The thought police, the AI is going to come for you or oh, whatever. Yeah. So I'm just reading about pranks gone wrong. Speaking of pranks gone wrong, in, New, in Texas, in this middle school, two kids dropped a stink bomb. Like concentrated fart smell. Okay. They dropped it and it ended up that like 13 people went to the hospital because it smelled so bad <laughs> and the kids got arrested. They got arrested. Arrested. Wow. They're going to jail. So they were just like throwing up profusely. <laughs> people were like, yeah, I can just see like people jumping out of the window. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the band teacher has the shits again. Everybody out. <laughs> do you remember the story about the guy the plane that had to land early because someone took a dump in there and it was smelled yes, so yes, bad they yes, had to declare an emergency <laughs> can you imagine that was a <laughs> wild night before for that to happen yeah i mean you're yeah. some taco bell <laughs> yeah. taco bell bud light coke dealer kind of shit's going on there <laughs> i clear a room when i was hung over i'd be like okay <laughs> No one's in the house. Everybody out. Everybody out. Quick. <laughs> go to breakfast. Julia, go to breakfast. <laughs> Bots, hide under the couch. <laughs> Put the dogs outside. <laughs> but these kids got fucking arrested for doing a fart for doing mm. a fart prank. I mean, I guess when when people go to the uh, hospital, yeah. you're probably in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that adds an extra layer of It adds of a trouble. total extra layer of trouble. Whenever the cops get called, <laughs> it's just bad. 
by the way, the cops never arrested us for this particular incident or anything like that. They made us clean it up. And we did. That's and good. That, you know, no, that's not good. It was the worst part of the whole thing. Yeah, reparations. <laughs> it was the worst part about the whole thing. It's standing out there in the freezing cold for hours on end trying to get egg off the front of a windshield inside of the... Oh, it probably like frozen oh, too. Oh, Chrissy, and... it was just a hot fucking mess. We had to turn on the car and the eggs were like cooking themselves. It smelled like shit. <laughs> Of course, that wasn't, I don't think that property destruction was quite as bad as the time that we all, it was like middle school, and they took us to, to space camp. Oh, fun, the one in, in Alabama? Yeah, the one in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. So, which is pretty common here in Atlanta. You go to space camp for a week, and you go with your friends, because everybody loads up on the bus. We're all excited about this. There are chaperones with us. We're going to go for just one night. So we're going for the day, one night. We're going to spend some time in the morning, and then we're going to head back to Atlanta. So they put all these kids in hotel rooms. They try and parse them out as, like, people who are friends, right? So they're trying to put them in hotel rooms where you have a friend or two. So it ends up being, like, four kids to a room. So it's me and three of the other shitheadiest kids (laughs) in the entire school. They put us all together. I can't believe they kept y'all together. So the day that we go to to the space camp... We end up going to the gift shop, and the gift shop has a bunch of stuff. It's got the three-and-a-half-foot pixie sticks. You know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? It's got candy. It's got space ice cream. It's got all this stuff. And we, of course, spend all of our money on sugar. (laughs) Along with that, one of the other ruffians in the group brought an entire bag of pixie sticks. We're talking like 100 pixie sticks. Brought it. So we get to the hotel room, whatever time it is, 6 or 7 o'clock at night. It's, we have the entire floor of this hotel. The chaperones are spread out amongst us. They're watching the hallway to make sure, you know, we're running around the hallways and in and out of doors. And they order pizza. One pizza for every room. So one pizza comes, everybody gets pizza. And we end up getting an extra pizza. And I don't know how this happened, but we ended up having an extra pizza. So they close the doors. They lock the doors. They say, okay, everybody, good night. Go to sleep. Close your doors. Done. Done for the night. And during that lock-in period we start eating the pixie sticks late at night (laughs) and we got so fucking crazed that we put that's pure sugar 50 pixie sticks half that bag we put it into the air conditioner in the hotel room we took the pizza we threw it up on the ceiling it stuck to the ceiling we put the pixie pixie sticks into the air conditioner we turned on the fan on high (laughs) it blew the pixie sticks everywhere We took the space ice cream, we licked it, we threw it against the TV, we destroyed this hotel room. And Well, you were practicing for your early days with the Blind Willie or 33P. 33P. I was a rock star early on. <laughs> of course, to, I think had to bands, destroying yeah, hotel I think rooms. bands like uh like Montley <laughs> Crew put cocaine through straws up girls' assholes instead of on the actual HVAC unit. Right. But, but we were practicing. Young. That's right. And we couldn't quite carry the TV out the window, yeah. but or else we would have done it. We, were just, we just didn't have the strength in our little arms. We caused the entire school, the ent- everybody who was on that trip, we caused everybody to be three hours late because we had to go upstairs <laughs> and try our best to get the pixie dust out of the HVAC. AC unit. Oh, no. I think my dad had to pay for a new HVAC unit. I was such a little asshole. Such a little asshole. 
I don't know why anybody likes me. I really don't. Sometimes I lay at night and I'm like, oh, I'm just such a horrible human being. How does anybody care for me? You are not. You are absolutely not. You're a wonderful human being. And you were just mischievous when you were younger. Yes. When I was younger. Yes. And I'm praying, praying that (laughs) karma is not a real thing so that my children. Oh, but you know that it is. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Your dad is just waiting. Yes. He is like, thank God Brian had children. Mr. Green, this is Vice Principal Schnodenberg from the Rich White People's Private Academy. I've got your son here. Oh, shit. What did he do? Well, Mr. Green, he's done something outrageous. He has literally tied a mannequin to look like a dead body from the flagpole of the front of the school (laughs) with fake blood coming out of its eyeball. (laughs) That's a good one. Man, I wish I had done that. Excuse me, Mr. Green. We're talking seriously here. No, I'm talking serious. Was Did it look real or did it not look real? What's the point? <laughs> the point is, if my son's going to do something, I at least wanted to be good. I wanted to achieve. <laughs> Your son is not a fit for rich white people academy. <laughs> well, uh, sorry. Okay. He'll go to chef school anyways. Yeah, he's going to end up at chef school in Italy. <laughs> We keep on saying that. <laughs> just have this vision that I'm paying endless bills for chef school across Europe. <laughs> just one more chef school, Dad. You mean one more hot chick in chef school that you're going to follow around the country? Right, right. Dad. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess so, because you know. The heart wants what the heart wants. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Chrissy, over the last number of years, we've we've taken aim at lots of stuff. We've had fun with lots of stuff. One of the things that we've hooked on to, mainly because it's, it's, I think it's a hypocrisy that you and I share a real disdain for, and that is people that use religion to benefit their every whim. Mm-hmm. They twist and turn the Bible or the Quran or whatever you want to call it, you know, the hippy-dippies twist the, you know, Buddha's words, it, whatever. Everybody does it. They all twist the dogma to their personal whims, and that's how they get away with some real shitty stuff, because God told them to, right? Right. God told me to hate the gays. God told me to, you know, dislike black people. God told me to- Steal from you. Steal from you, yeah. (laughs) God told me I needed a 20, to the 22nd plane for my fleet. Mm -hmm. It's a bunch of horse shit. And I like to point out the hypocrisy, because I think it's important. I really do think it's important, actually- that people understand how hypocritical some of these religious types can be. And it's really fucking funny. So <laughs> it's, it's, got, it's got it's like a two-pronged attack. <laughs> it's funny. It serves a purpose on the show. But number two, it points out the hypocrisy. At least I like to think we're trying to point out the hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Last episode, we reviewed a couple who had decided to wait until marriage to, to kiss. kiss. Now. I am 99% sure that the gentleman in that video probably didn't want to kiss for other reasons besides God. Didn't want to kiss a woman for Mm -hmm. other reasons besides God, but I can't for sure make that claim because I don't know the guy personally. 
But on that, along that same vein, remember the the girl in the situation, the woman, the wife in the situation actually did want to have premarital physical affection. Yes. Yeah. And he said, no, 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 no. Yeah. He said it was a slippery slope and then bang, 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 bang. You end up bang, bang. And then <laughs> sex is nothing like they told you it was going to be. There's no explosion. It doesn't feel good. It's nothing. It's different when you're married. When you're married, it's extra boring. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Just wait until you get married. <laughs> But That's one of, he said. in the same line of thinking here, there is something going on online that I've taken notice to. Now, granted, a lot of these videos have very small amount of views. We're talking hundreds of views, not even thousands of views. But it's out there, and it seems to be gaining some traction. There's a lot of content out there and more bubbling up every day. I took a look at this years ago. I now want to address it. And that is <laughs> submissive wives, submissive Christian wives. The thought that a woman should be submissive not only to God, but to her husband, her husband, the leader. And I want you to listen as these people twist and turn themselves to make this sound not as bad as it actually is. Right. Okay. <laughs> There's a number of examples, but I'd like to start with one couple that I found that I, I, I really think is, they're, well, I'll, let you, I'll let you be the judge of this. We'll walk through it together. Okay. We're going to walk through it in Christ, through Christ, together. <laughs> and the dogma and the Buddha. And the and dogma the, and the Buddha yeah. and the Quran <laughs> and the Islam. Okay. I was trolling on the internet. As you do. As I do like to do. TCB. Hey, everybody. It's your favorite part of the show where I pine for more of your attention. First way you can help fill this hole in my soul, go to Apple and leave us a positive review. It takes two seconds out of your day and it really does help grow the show. But there's no quid pro quo here. You don't have to give us anything to get something for free. Go to tcbpodcast.com, hit the contact us button and send us your physical address. We'll send you a 21 EPM sticker directly to your locale. You can also go to youtube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited episodes the same day they air here on the audio feed. 855-TCB-8383 is where you go to drop us a text message. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas, we take them all at 1-855-TCB-8383. Add the commercial break on Instagram if you're into that kind of thing. And TCB podcast on TikTok, it's what I hear the kids are doing. It's all the rage. One last thing, if you could, if you will, if you would, visit our sponsors' websites, buy their products if you're in the market for them, and always use our specialized URLs or codes when and if you can. They pay our bills and who knows, you may be the reason we have electricity in the studio tomorrow and I thank you ahead of time for that kind gesture. Let's listen to those sponsors for a few minutes and then we'll be back to this episode of The Commercial Break. If you're like me and almost everyone else I know, your second language learning stopped at high school or college. And while my rudimentary Spanish certainly came in handy in some situations, when I met Astrid, it became a necessity. As a bilingual household, I needed to understand what people were saying about me behind my back. That's when I turned to Babbel. I've been using it for years to help me communicate with the ones I love. And now as we're getting ready for an extended vacation overseas, I'm pulling Babbel back out to help me sharpen up and get ready for the trip. Babbel 
Google's 15-minute lessons make it a perfect way to learn a new language on the go. And the expertly crafted lessons are built around real life. You learn how to have practical conversations about travel, relationships, business, and more. And while some other language learning apps use AI exclusively, Babbel's lessons were created by over 100 language experts. And right now, because Babbel is so good to the TCB listeners, you can get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash TCB. That's babbel.com slash TCB for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, it's language for life. Go to babbel.com slash TCB and thank you to Babbel for being a sponsor of the commercial break. Go on, babbel.com slash TCB. Learn a new language. You know you want to. I'd like to touch today on a topic that, quite frankly, I think is pretty terrible, and that is being a submissive wife. Okay, so here's our friendly family. Have no idea what their names are. They'll tell us. And uh, they look happy right now. They look happy right now. They've got a a man and a woman and a little child. Yeah, so they're sitting in their living room. There's a friendly man, friendly woman, and then what I assume is a three- or four-year-old child. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. So we're here. Hey, we are so happy. God has touched us in so many beautiful ways. Here, hanging out with the Sam, doing some crafts. We got Rowie just... Knocked out. Knocked out. And want to do another video for you guys. We had a really good question come up from our counseling questions series. And we thought, oh, this is a question we can go pretty in-depth. So we want to start another series on how to lead a rebellious wife. So stick a to rebellious the life. A rebellious wife. Oh, oh, oh how to oh. lead a rebellious oh my God. wife. I thought he said life. Shh, shh, <laughs> shh. Chrissy, settle down over there. Jesus. I'm over here being rebellious. I'm pressing mute on Chrissy for right now. I'm sorry, everybody. Chrissy's being rebellious. <laughs> because we're just going to start off with the foundation, and then we're going to give you that first part of uh, how to do that. The biblical couple. Walking with God in your Husbands, marriage. Husbands, is your wife headstrong, stubborn, and unsubmissive? We may yes. know what that looks like in real life, but how do we actually define it? Unsubmissiveness or rebelliousness can be defined as the attitude and act of willful disrespect to a husband's leadership. Having her own thoughts. Yeah, having her own thoughts and feelings. <laughs> Wow. Shut up, Chrissy. (laughs) And if you want to know what submission is supposed to look like, then you can actually look at the video that we... Then read Fifty Shades of Grey, because it's got a pretty good description of what submission should look like. This guy? No, thank you. (laughs) Done before right here. Mm -hmm. Click on that. But yeah, let's keep going. So what does unsubmissiveness look like in particular? Bitter and angry arguments... Not being willing to hear the husband out, cutting him off in conversation, giving the cold shoulder, having a sarcastic and curt tone of voice, physically hitting, like even pushing, slapping, portraying him in a bad light, whether in public or private. I mean, can Nag- I point this out- is also known as a relationship. <laughs> I know, for one. For two, it seems weird that every time she says something, it, you can tell it's been edited. Yeah. So well, that's him editing. Yeah, yeah. he had to edit he, her. Yeah, he doesn't want her talking too much mm, got it. because a woman who talks too much 
is just out of control. Problem. She's not walking with God, Chrissy. Mm. She's not walking with Christ. Because if you remember from <laughs> Az- Ezekiel's 44 through 333. Iggy Azalea. The Iggy Azalea's. Uh, thirty-three through forty-four right. says, "Thou shalt not, thou shalt shut thy mouth when thy husband is in the room, and not fulfilling her responsibility." And to add on to that, going against what he had said, or even not heeding his advice. Yeah, the Bible talks a lot about rebellious wives. Uh, Proverbs twenty-one nine says, "It is better to live in a corner of a roof than in a house shared with a contentious woman." <laughs> not good. Not good. Well, the Bible wasn't wrong about everything, okay? I'm just saying. I've lived out of a couple roofs, porches, under porches, because of my rebellious woman. This is such horseshit because the Bible is a huge and wide-ranging book. Also that was written 2,000 years ago. (laughs) Also that was written 2,000 years ago and makes gobbledygook of sense, half of it does. And as a guy who has read the Bible multiple times because I was required to do so, studied it, studied passages, never... You hear that one about the cor- be on a roof in the corner? I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> this guy's talking about. Some of these people have special Bibles. That? No, they have some like interpretation uh-huh. like the, I don't know, the John Williamson version or whatever it is where it twists everybody's words into everything. It's so wide-ranging. There's so many words. There are so many topics that it touches on that the Bible can literally be used to defend or promote any single agenda that you ever have, you can find a passage that probably supports that. But it's all, it was written so many years ago when attitudes were so different. And these people who are happy to wear their pink Target shirt for $15.99, they're playing with Play-Doh, they've got direct TV, they live in a beautiful apartment, probably drive a fucking Tesla, and they're happy to enjoy all of the creature comforts of 2023, but they refuse to bring their brains along with them. It's mm. unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. Think, you know what? I think he talked about this in the men's group. I. <laughs> <laughs> Who, the last guy was in the men's group? <laughs> I think the last guy was a men's group in and of himself. <laughs> When you look up men's group, you see the picture of that guy. <laughs> and let me, uh, yeah, flip to this uh, bookmarked man right here. Okay, I'm going to turn him back there too. In Proverbs twenty-seven fifteen, a constant dripping on a day of steady rain and a contentious woman are alike. Oh, man. Just That's like annoying. Yeah, very, That's very annoying. Like. And just uh, a liability in your home where you're supposed to have... A liability? It's a fucking human being you're talking about. I know. You know what's a liability? A car accident. That's a liability. You <laughs> That's know, why it's you have not insurance. a liability. That's why you have insurance. <laughs> I need me some submissive wife insurance. Integrity, but it's not there. So I think we can all agree that it's not an ideal situation to be in, but the Lord is absolutely sovereign over your situation, and He has indeed brought you and your wife together. And one of the chief reasons for that is your own sanctification or growth in holiness. So my encouragement to you husbands out there is to keep plodding along, uh, be courageous, keep marching, and keep, keep smacking your woman. Keep yeah. fighting the good keep fight. Keep fighting the good fight. Get in there. <laughs> left, right, left. <laughs> Oh my God! Bring her home a frock and a broom and a dustpan. <laughs> Let her know you're behind her all the way. 
A woman's thoughts? What's that? That's not as a cross to bear, but an opportunity for faith. So the first step is for you to be responsible and self-control. And I know you might be thinking to yourself, I need to be responsible and self-controlled. She needs to be responsible and self-controlled. That may very well be true, but it starts with you, my friend. It starts with you. It starts with... This is his attempt <laughs> to whitewash this whole conversation. And he's going to do oh, this yeah. throughout the video and then throughout other videos we'll watch of this guy. But he makes it all sound so, mm. you know, he's being a gentleman. He's, he's taking so control of this. He's zen. Mm. Why? Sh- you want me to have control? Look at my little wife running her mouth left and right. She actually said she doesn't want to cook breakfast this morning. <laughs> How do you expect me to stay in control? <laughs> I have no pancakes! <laughs> you, because you are the head of the household, you are the one that's been endowed leadership More and like authority the head of the by snake. God. Yeah, <laughs> head of the household. <laughs> I have head. a feeling. I you just have, have a, a head. Feeling. You have a couple heads. Yeah, I have a couple that's heads. That makes you the head. Yeah, when you have two heads, <laughs> it makes you the head. I have one more head than you do. <laughs> I'm keeping control with my penis. <laughs> if you won't listen to me, listen to my penis. That's why God gave it to me. This is how I communicate right. with God. This is yeah. where all the messages come from. <laughs> I'm like Carl Tokyo. Lentz. Hey, girl. <laughs> Tune in, Tokyo. <laughs> I, I'm going to make it. I'm going to venture a guess here. Just let me venture a guess. This woman has her own YouTube channel in five years <laughs> talking about what an asshole her husband was, oh, how yeah. she got out She'll of a submissive have her own relationship. Reality show. It'll be on TLC. Yeah. I don't know. This, it, it'll be on TLC. <laughs> I hope to shit it's on TLC. I don't know, but I look at this woman and I don't see a wallflower. No. Like, I don't see a shriveling violet here. Mm-hmm. I see someone who's just, I, I don't know what gets into these people's heads. Like, do you think she really wants maybe to be submissive? Like her, well, no, maybe this is her way to control him in that reverse psychology thing. Oh, she lets him. She's yeah. like, I'll let him think he's got the upper hand. I'm going to make him breakfast, lunch, <laughs> and dinner, suck his dick three times a day, take care of the kids, let him watch his football, go on golf outings every other weekend. Because that keeps that means I'm in control. Yeah, just as long as I keep control of the finances, honey. Just Give me those checks. Yeah, that's right. Just give me those checks. <laughs> Got a timeshare down in Aruba. Exactly. Got to go to a women's retreat. That's what I'm picturing. A women's God retreat. <laughs> himself. And on top of that, one of the distinctive features of a grown man is that he has self-control. Uh, listen to what this proverb says. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Because that just excluded like half of the men in politics right now. No! I I know probably a hundred guys. I'm gonna guess that ninety-seven point three of them have no self-control. <laughs> None. One of the features of a grown ad- uh, man is that he has self-control and can talk right or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. Proverbs twenty-five verse twenty-eight 
says, like a city that is broken into and without walls is a man who has no control over his spirit. You got to control your spirit. Otherwise, you're going to be trampled over by every sway of your own emotions, your own desires. And on top of that, your wife's emotions and desires. And on top of that, your children's emotions and desires. Self-control is even one of the fruit or part of the fruit of the spirit. This guy's got a small penis, <laughs> but you're 10 bucks. In Galatians 5, 23. So every Christian should have self-control and should be growing in self-control. And we can even think about the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 9, 26. Yeah, it's the first thing I think about when I'm having trouble with my wife. It's Corinthians nine point two seven, and why all the numbers? Shouldn't they shouldn't they just have chapter names or something like that? I always confuse me. I don't like it. He's talking about his ministry and how even in his old age he continues to discipline himself. He says, "But I discipline my body and make it my slave, so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified." He's talking about not l- allowing his. Fleshly desires and his sinful temptations to overtake him. No, it's not what he's talking about. It's what this guy says he's talking about so that he can get away with the horse shit around his house so his wife doesn't leave him tomorrow. And yeah, this guy spend one night with Brian Green, this guy, and I guarantee your whole attitude would change. We need to take this guy to a A men's retreat. I, a men's retreat. We need to take him to a party in the woods. Give him some ayahuasca. Yes. Let him chill out. Yes. yes. Then we'll see how in control he is. <laughs> be crying like a baby. So that he could be a dedicated servant of God and be effective to be used by God. If you want to be used by God to influence your family and to be a leader, you first of all got to be self-controlled and responsible. So that means being responsible and self-controlled over your finances. Uh, new finances. Over your phys- uh, the new finances are going to play a role. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know she's got that checkbook. She's got the checkbook. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's like, honey, a- I'll take care of it. Yeah. No problem. Well, part of part of me ha- taking care of you. Part of me taking care of you is, is you not knowing how much exactly. money is in our bank account because there is no money in our bank account because it's in my bank account. <laughs> exactly. Because Mama always told me have your own bank account. <laughs> My former mother-in-law, God love her, God love her, just one of the most beautiful women in the world that I've ever met in my entire life. And she openly and blatantly told my wife at the time, make sure you have your own bank account, have your own bank, darling, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something. When that man leaves you, and he will leave you, (laughs) you're going to need your own bank account. You're going to need enough money to live. So just pretend like you're putting a little money in the... In the joint account? Yeah, take $30, put it in the joint account. Say, oh, I'm a little short this month. Take the 4000 put it in your own account. <laughs> and you know what? She was right. And wealthy. I didn't leave. What? Yeah, and wealthy. <laughs> yeah, they were wealthy. I was poor. <laughs> she should have been telling me, Brian, my daughter's going to leave you. So here's an extra $4,000 a month in your own bank account. But that's not what she said. She said, y'all, had a, y'all need a joint bank account where your paycheck goes right in there so y'all can share. Physical health uh, over your desires and appetites and especially self-control over your own spiritual health. And that means your disciplines of your reading and prayer, your church attendance, caring about your spiritual growth. In addition to... Do we really 
Are we really at the point in 2023? I'm asking the audience. Are we really at the point in 2023 where we believe that ticking off a box that I went to church, ticking off a box that I've done my reading for the day, or ticking off a box that I've done my 15 prayers before bed is going to magically save us from something? No, but it helps you get rid of that guilt for going to the sex club on well, Saturday that's night. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it does. If it really did, I would have stuck with the Catholic Church, but I didn't because <laughs> I found that the only thing that gets rid of the guilt from the night before is drinking again tonight. Uh-huh. That's the only thing. <laughs> self-control. Because then when I get drunk, I can call and apologize to everybody that I, right. I offended last night. I promise I won't do it again. Wanna, I'll see you at the club later on. Yeah, you want to meet me for a beer? I'm sorry about that. I didn't have to make many of those phone calls, but I did get a few of those phone calls. And if I did ever make those phone calls, it was probably to Chrissy. <laughs> I think we probably That's right. made them to each other. Okay, you were right about the college yeah. girls. The parents don't like me. Okay, I'm coming you were back right, home. Brian. I shouldn't yeah. have gotten on the stage. <laughs> Taking the shot. Taking the drum riser down. <laughs> We got kicked out of a club one night because it was like a Rage Against the Machine cover band that was playing for the local radio station we worked for, and they were fantastic, and the place was packed. And as the show wrapped up, and we were just kind of, I mean, we were so crazy drunk, and I was at the bar getting one last drink for last call, and all of a sudden, I just hear the drums go, chill-punching, chill-punching. And Chrissy's up there with the drumsticks in her hand, and the drums have fallen off the drum riser. Look at me! They make it look easy. You know, drummers make it look they easy. They make it look easy. It's not as yeah. easy as that. You're not supposed to kick the drums with your feet. You're supposed to hit them with your hands. <laughs> the kick drum is not literally a drum you kick. It's really important to be consistently doing what you said you would do when you would do it. And this means consistently denying your own will for the greater will of God. And this is super key to leading by example. And I can say definitely that Shang leads by example, especially in controlling his own emotions. When I'm like in the frenzy of my own emotions, when he is... When I'm being a silly woman, Shang comes in in and helps us all out. (laughs) Doing what you say you're going to do seems pretty basic. I don't even think you need Corinthians or no. Well, you missed the second sentence. She said, "Doing what you say you're going to do, and putting your own will aside for the will of God, mm. which is, in other words, tamping down your own feelings, wants, and desires, so your husband can get what he wants out of the situation." <laughs> so dumb. Coming to me with patience and love and kindness and gentleness when I'm just in a, an emotional tizzy. Um, and he responds to me in that way. I see that. I gotta get the, the fuck out of this of- house. I fucking hate you, Ching. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. We already go to I- church on Saturdays and Sundays. Do we have to add Thursdays? I can't do this. I can't do this anymore, Shang. You're an asshole. <laughs> You're just not working. You're just not walking with God right now. Here, let me smack you across the face a couple times and we'll see how you feel. God is working in him. It's in Corinthians. <laughs> and that makes me want to follow him that much more. Yep. So men, go out there, cinch your belt, go the truth, and be responsible and self-controlled by submitting yourself to the word of God and being the responsible head of the house that God wants you to be. Hopefully this was a great encouragement to you guys. Men, go out there and really lead 
And stay tuned for our subsequent videos because we're going to keep talking about how you can lead a rebellious wife. There is hope for you. <laughs> there is you know hope you for you. <laughs> so let us know if you guys have any other follow-up questions in the comment section below, and we will see you then. Hmm. Has your wife been thinking her own <laughs> thoughts? Has she been trying to do her own thing? <laughs> Shang's new 12-hour course that you can buy online for $19.99 teaches you how to beat, I mean lead, a, a rebellious wife. You too can have a submissive wife like this. Help! <laughs> <laughs> One of these boxes will yeah. help. It's like a dog crate, but yeah. bigger. Shang's now adding in a brand new <laughs> box. It's soundproof. Just put your wife in it every time she starts talking. <laughs> We have extra large for those of you with children. Put them both in there. <laughs> Shang's How to Lead a Rebellious Wife course. Now on sale. $19.99 plus $19.99. Shepard and This is like the least offensive video these two have out there on the internet. Really? So we're going to get back to it because I think it's important. I'm like tiptoeing you into the waters. I know. I haven't seen this. Here... Shang just mainly talks about what the man should be doing. It's his way, I think, of deflecting what the real ugliness is of about what the, what the woman should be doing. What the woman should be doing about the submissiveness that some Christians believe their wives should have to men. Because why? I'm not sure. <laughs> it got two ends. Yeah, because some f- silly <laughs> fucking papyrus paper said it 2,000 years ago. <laughs> Come on, guys, let's wake up. You can walk with God, you can love Christ, you can do your prayers, you can do it all, and have a woman that has opinions and does her own thing and has her own goals and adventures in life. It's so fucking silly. Goes on girls' trips to Nashville. (laughs) Well, don't get crazy. I don't know about that. Don't give Astrid any ideas. (laughs) To be quite frank, I don't think I could deal with a submissive wife. No. I, I don't... Oh, would Jeff be, definitely good. Yeah, it would do me no favors. No. I absolutely need guidance mm-hmm. and help. Yes. I mean, I live in a submissive household. I'm the submissive one, and that's it's okay with team. me. It's a team. It's a team. Yeah, it's a team effort where she's the coach <laughs> and the main goal scorer and the rebounder. <laughs> I'm a bench player. Go, <laughs> go Astrid. Yeah. You're the mascot. Go Astrid. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tcvpodcast.com. That's where you go. Find out more information about Chrissy and I. All the audio, all the video, the entire catalog is at that website, tcvpodcast.com. You can also get your free 21 EPM sticker, 21 ejaculations per month. <laughs> Guys, jizz away. <laughs> jizz for your health. Hashtag prostate health. Hashtag jizz health. <laughs> yep. Women, get your tits checked. You know how it goes that time in life. I don't care how young you are. You got to pay attention to this kind of stuff. 21 EPM stickers available. Hit the contact us button on the website. Give us your physical address. Let us know where you want us to send it. We will do that. YouTube.com slash the commercial break. Fully edited episodes after they air. 855-TCB-8383. 855-TCB-8383. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas at the commercial break on Instagram. TCB podcast on TikTok. Okay, Chrissy, I guess that's all I can do for today. I think so. So I'll say I love you. And I love you. Best to you. And best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I always say, we do say, and we must say, goodbye. goodbye.